What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Futures are adding to losses after breaking that four-day win streak. Busy morning already with bank CEOs presenting at the Goldman Conference. Ten-year now below 4-2. That is a three-month low. Our roadmap begins with this rally pause. Stocks are coming off their worst day in a month. Futures are pointing to a lower open. Plus, China's growing debt risks. Moody's cuts the country's credit outlook to negative, citing persistent lower growth and the overhang of a property sector, sector crisis. And CBS shares, uh, they're rallying this morning. The company raised its revenue guidance for 2024, also upped its quarterly dividend by nearly 10%. Let's get to the markets. Uh, poised to extend yesterday's losses here at the Open Gym. You've been pretty vocal about uh, the expected chop you think's coming yeah, this month. I, look, I mean, I think that we've been down for a couple of days. We had a couple of stocks that had some good news. J&J, big analyst meetings, as everyone can see. Uh, CVS wasn't bad. I know that Eli Lilly, they've now announced a setbound, is available for adults living w- with obesity in our country. I like a bunch of the research calls. I don't think it's, I think that this is just another day where interest rates are going down a little. People want to take some profits. I mean, I was working on NVIDIA again last night, which I do every single night. I mean, they've got strong demand in, in Japan. Uh, there was nothing new from, from Secretary of Commerce Raimondo, nothing new at all that was picked up as something new. And yet it's down again. And I'm starting to think, all right, getting interesting again. Everyone hates NVIDIA all of a sudden. Uh, look, if China would be lucky if it got any chips, even if they were allowed to get chips. So you're not you're not falling for this line. I think it was the MS desk yesterday that the, even the H20 might not be compliant with whatever additional rules they commerce are saying, comes up with. Nvidia is saying point blank, there is nothing new. That this this zone, this green zone, is not changed. David, uh, there is a, a lot about China today. And yeah, we're going to get to some more is, about it. Yeah. Are they our enemy or they our friend? If you're Nvidia. You're trying to figure out whether you want to sell them to Japan, want to sell them to America. Does Amazon need some? Is it Google? I mean, does Oracle need them? They uh, all need them. Everybody right. needs them. Right. So why are we, do we care so much about our friend in China? I don't know. I mean, don't you think, Jim, listen, on Friday when you and I were together, you had talked about. I did, too. You talked about a broadening out. Yes. Um, and you were kind of. You weren't negative on the Magnificent Seven, but you at least were sort of moving away from them. And frankly, uh, yesterday, certainly, investors seemed to be moving away from them. Well, look, isn't NVIDIA just part of that trade as well? Yeah, look, I'm just saying that they're they're for sale, right? Except for Apple. Apple's not for sale because of some revenue guidance uh, today about App Store. But I I just say they're for sale and they're getting interesting. That's all. Mm -hmm. They're getting interesting. I mean, Meta, we made some sales for the club, some Meta and some Alphabet, and the stocks just you know, dropped like a rock. And these are not bad stocks. These are good. Instead, look, what do they want to buy? We want to buy Bath & Body Works? You want to go there? No, Is it time I, for VF Corp? I know, but you were talking just the other day no, about a broadening out. I'm not, and you were saying how they're actually, you know, you were talking about from weird broad, names I hadn't heard about. What it was went it? from broad to junk 
overnight. I mean, yesterday. You're not calling. You're not calling Bath and Body Works in and VF no, junk. Fantastic. It's fantastic stuff. Um, I bought my wife once. So, never mind. Uh, I do. Take it back, by the way. Uh, I do think that the stocks that went up yesterday were the stock. Uh, let's use Estee Lauder. I do this because I want David to berate me for one of the worst picks I've had, although it was great when I first bought it years and years ago. That stock was up the most of any stock, along with Illumina. Okay, David. Sold these, to you. Thank you. You're welcome. That's all you need to know. <laughs> David, I was not just, you know, I was not sitting on a gold mine. You were not sitting on a gold Not line. sitting on a gold All line. right. So, I, I, again, SC Lauder trades up. Is that a good sign or a, for the market? Or well, you know, just, I mean, look, we're going to rotate. We're flopping and chopping. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, look, t- CVS, you couldn't give away CVS the other day. I like CBS more than CVS. <laughs> Which doesn't even exist anymore. Channel 2. It's Paramount now, but yeah. And, and there's, I know, that was it. I get it. I, 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 get it. And, and C- I know all your jokes. CVS had a good. Heard them a hundred times. CVS is having a CBS is having a decent analyst meeting, and yeah. no one's talking about theft that I hear. No. No one. No. CBS's is, is guidance is being well met, and then this plan to actually change sort of the way they go about uh, next year, the way they go about selling uh, pharmaceuticals to customers is it's changing. It's a Mark Cuban plan. A little, right, a little Everyone's bit more transparency. Basically, cost plus almost. That's what, yeah, cost, cost plus. plus pricing model. Cost plus. A uh, little div hike in there. We're going to talk to the CEO at 1 o'clock today. Uh, look, this is kind of what we're looking for. I mean, the stock sells it. it stock sells at eight times earnings. Now, you tell me that this isn't a high-quality company that you can get at eight times earnings. I'm, I'm game. If theft is the biggest problem they have, I mean, I think it. we're starting to get some solving of it, although... Uh, there was a, there. There's people who try to stop, and it doesn't. You know, it can be violent, and that's that's terrible. What? We had someone try to stop someone. There was someone who tried to stop some shoplifting the other day and was stabbed to death. Oh, guard. okay. In Mason. Oh, the Philly. The Philly security guard was, the was killed. The makers with the train up there. I mean, this is the most exciting place on earth. from Philadelphia, yeah. and one guard was was killed, yeah, and was another sad. guard. It's on page one of the Enquirer this it, morning. It is. Yeah. A nightmare, and that's you know. How do you tell people, as Brian Cornell from Target always said, we, we can't do this. We're not people who are okay. Those were unarmed guards. They were doing their job, and it, this has become a violent, a violent department store. It's got one of the highest theft rates in Philadelphia. I only point it out because CVS and Walgreens have been plagued right. more than any other companies. Uh, David and Jim mentioned China today. It's a pretty big story. Uh, the blue chip stocks, their index is falling to a five-year low. Moody's did downgrade the country's credit outlook to negative from stable. Uh, they cite growth slowdown risks and what it calls the ongoing downsizing of the property sector. Uh, the Kaishin PMI, Jim, uh, was up a little bit. Uh, 51.5 was a little better than expectations. Yeah, look, I, I think that we speak to Eunice Yu, uh, we get a sense that this thing is not like the Resolution Trust. I had said it's like Resolution Trust, which was that the government kind of crammed down all the savings and loans. And then the properties were for sale. Some of my buddies bought a golf course in Florida. They did terrifically. Other guys bought some buildings. I mean, it was really just this, just this fire sale. And apparently, you need like 10 RTCs to deal with China. Yeah, it is, it is again, the, the, a lot of the debt that is harder to even see exactly where it is, but at the local level from these... Right. Uh, that have issued a great deal of bonds um, and have been able to pay the interest based on continued sales of land, for example, to property developers. But that, over the last couple of years, has stopped. 
Um, and, uh, you know, they've also had a, a increased expenses due to, for example, COVID and what they had to do there. These Again, these municipalities. And so there's a great deal of concern because it is not an insignificant percentage of overall indebtedness in the country. Um, and that's what sort of seems to be the center of the Moody's downgrade. There's a Wall Street Journal story today about it as well, if you want to kind of dig in a little bit more. Nobody's right. really defaulting in any no, real way. No, you know, the you? government is just not willing to crunch. In the meantime, Temu... 52 million active users in the U.S., uh, pin duo duo. So everyone's always looking for it. Carl, as long as I've been in the business, there's always one Chinese stock that everybody gets excited about. And it's Temu now. Uh, it's, P- it's PDD, which PDD, PDD Holdings owns well, Temu. P- right, pin duo duo. And they are uh, they're ascendant. Well, you know, last week, obviously, the stock had a great run, in part because they did report revenues and earnings right. that were far above Oh, uh, no, it's far real. Above estimates. It's real, but it's... Temu is amazing. By the way, one of the largest advertisers on Meta on Facebook, on Instagram, very important uh, advertising. They thought everything. They, well, um, but now and it's replaced. competing Sheehan, which we've talked about, right. which we have to talk about every day. Sheehan. Uh, Got to talk Henry, about Sheehan. Henry Sheehan. Henry yeah, Sheehan. Henry Sheehan. Henry Sheehan, who's I think half my my agent is Henry. Okay, and Sheehan is, is <laughs> we know that's Henry Schein. That's not done that Sheehan well. Sheehan is the, uh, there's also been so much press about it lately. I, others well, have been reading it. Is the, is the giant. But people don't know it at home. They're still uh, they, retail. We moved on from Alibaba. Yes. Alibaba's old news. Oh, my God. It's all about PDD now. Ever since they, and we moved you on from Sheehan. Alibaba. We're you know her team move. Who got Alibaba? Who got Alibaba? Yeah. This is something to do with this. NVIDIA. Because they couldn't do the data center spinoff. You needed NVIDIA. Right. Right. No, that's true. Alibaba shares have actually been down in part because of the decision not to be able to spin data because they could not get a hold of the advanced chips that they felt they needed to. And you can see, actually, since they reported numbers and since they told us that, uh, that the was stock That has was the flavor down. of the month. I mean, I look, a Moody's downgrade for a, a, for a, a, a controlled economy uh, is kind of a, an oxymoron. I mean, so the Chinese can call Moody's and say, what do you want us to do? And they'll do it. And then they don't get It's not like us, where there's like 535 people calling and saying, what do you want to do? I mean, yeah, like one guy, one guy. That's all you need. Yeah. For more on China, uh, let's uh, get to our Beijing bureau chief, Yunus Yun, who's at CNBC headquarters today. Talk a bit about uh, what this means in the broad context of their economy. Morning, Yunus. Hey, guys. Yeah, I was thinking about what you were talking about. And, Jim, you and I have spoken about this a bit. But one of the big reasons why you don't see the Chinese government right now really going in and trying to sort things out is uh, because of the cost involved. So uh, I think there are a lot of people who say that this could be trillions of dollars or that there isn't a lot of transparency on exactly how big a cost this would be to the Chinese government. So that's uh, one huge hurdle that the government has. And then in addition to that, um, you guys were kind of suggesting this, it's the political issue. So you, if you saw drastic action on the part of the, the government, um, that would hurt a lot of average people, which um, would be unsettling to the, the leadership and the Communist Party. And then you're not even talking about just average Chinese people, but also some of the bigger um, vested interests. So the state-owned enterprises or the big uh, banks there. So it's just that level of uncertainty is um, quite unsettling for a Communist Party that uh, wants it to be in power for a very long time and also is increasingly Again, Jim, you were suggesting this about the one-man rule, but wanting to present themselves to the Chinese public as infallible. 
So if you're infallible and then you're creating all these issues and people are starting to see it, it becomes um, a political issue for the Communist Party. Well, Eunice, the thing that I wonder about is how the heck does Moody's know anything? I mean, none of us know anything. What, Moody's just decided, well, we've read a lot of bad articles, so therefore we better put it under review? I mean, it's, I would guess that they're looking at the same things that we're looking at. Um, they do have an office still in China. They've significantly downsized, though, um, in 2022. Um, where they don't have as many people who are looking closely at what's happening there. Um, but um, they are citing the, the worries about these medium risks, uh, medium term risks. And as you guys had, had pointed out, the downsizing of the property sector, it just seems to me to be more of a reflection of what uh, a lot of investors are feeling, that they do see these property um, issues kind of cropping up more and more and that it might be inevitable that the government would have to in some way try to sort out issues um, on a local level. I mean, the government has already said that they are disappointed with Moody's, um, that they said that, um, that they believe that these concerns are unnecessary. And in fact, uh, they said that they were specific um, in a press briefing in China saying that the local finances and the real estate problems are controllable. So, um, yeah, you know, we don't know if there's going to be backlash against Moody's. I was kind of wondering about that. And so far there isn't. Um, but um, but it is, it is uh, you know, something that the government is, is looking at right now. Well, I, I got to tell you, I mean, I'm just listening to the backlash. You just, I mean, backlash. <laughs> well, I mean, what are they, what are they going to do? I mean, it's just... Well, increasing, I mean, I, it's hard to know because it's not, there's not a lot of official um, take on that. But it's just that um, increasingly it's more difficult to be critical of, of the Chinese government, um, of their actions, especially when it comes, well, not even especially when it comes to the economy. I mean, I remember that years and years ago, one of the safe areas was always business news or talking about the economy. But increasingly, because the government feels sensitive about how things are going with the economy, it, um, you know, if you do make a call the way that uh, Moody's is, is making, um, you take on some risk within the country. Hmm. Hey, Eunice, uh, you know, just real quickly, given we're going to talk to you again when you are back in, uh, in, <laughs> in China, are you able to say those kinds of things there that you're saying here? Yeah. Should we expect that you are, have a more difficult job ahead for you? Um, no, I, I, I mean, I speak the same way here as I do, I mean, there as I do here. Um, I don't know whether or not we're being um, censored or not right now, but, um, but yeah, but I mean, I, I feel that it's our obligation, right, to, to just say what, what we see and, and to speak freely. Uh, certainly, certainly the way we feel in this country, Eunice, we're lucky to have you there. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm mean, lucky to have you in the building <laughs> at Inglewood Cliffs uh, for the time being, Eunice, you know, at our headquarters. Take a look at the pre-market. Uh, more squawk on the street coming up. A bunch of tickers to get to, including J&J &J in the house here at the New York Stock Exchange, AutoZone, some of the banks, Starbucks, Smuckers. In a moment. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. 
You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Starbucks heading into today's trade with 11 straight days of losses, down about 9% during that period. That is the longest such losing streak for the name since June of last year. Uh, people hunting for some theories about this, Jim. Is it China? Yeah, I mean, people say it's China. I, I know that I, I pulled up with Lux from Narasim. It's not China. I mean, he's, th- he's considered in, in the last few weeks nothing, nothing wrong with China. U.S. is very strong. Uh, my trust owns it. We've been waiting for a level to buy it. I, I think it's here. And, and Luxem's doing a fantastic job, and I think the people are just so jittery about anything. I mean, look at Nike. That went down, 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 and then suddenly Foot Locker said they had a good call. Boom! They, they bought it back. I mean, I just think that China is so opaque, away from Moody's, so opaque that you just kind of, when you wait for after a great quarter that Starbucks reported, it's come back down, you buy it. Right. But you're not saying that the market... I'm just trying to understand. You don't think it's deserved, but it may still be the market was or investors were selling it because of China, even though he's saying there's no real issues in China. Yes, because Luckin passed Starbucks as the largest seller. But Luckin is a discount company, and it's just you know, Luckin Coffee is not the same as Starbucks Coffee. The experience is different. So I think start, this is an interesting level to buy. They're still I mean, opening a new one. How many new ones every day? It's they have, just, they have to. Like, I mean, it's I think incredible that, the growth that they have there, but but maybe it is a reflection of concerns about the about the Chinese well, consumer. Well, we can we can be concerned about it every day if we want to be. Yes. Well, yes. Okay, I am telling you that I have pretty good conviction. I think China's good. China's okay. Yeah, and it was as of the last quarter they reported. It was, it was very good. Well, maybe it's about uh, potential share shifts. We mentioned McDonald's yesterday, investor event this week. Uh, Today's show spot this morning, Jim, about some of the new concepts, starting to get some notice. Well, look, I, Starbucks got some great new concepts, too. I, look, I think Starbucks is uh, on its own. I think that it's a, an experience that people like. I don't want to... I, I, I look, I think a lot of us like every kind of coffee. But Starbucks has a... There's a I don't want to say it's a cold. But there are people who have been drinking the cold Starbucks in the afternoon. It's a day part that people don't seem to realize is on fire. And Luxman Narasimhan has put through some machinery that actually makes it so that it goes faster. He's got a lot of the things that, that make throughput better. That's what made Chipotle great, was throughput. Starbucks, good throughput. But uh, you, you wish you had some right now. Jeez, uh, <laughs> instead yes. of this, what do I have here? generic stuff. The coffee that should not be named, I guess, right? Uh, Coming up, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Take a look at the pre-market here. Uh, Adding to some losses as uh, oil has bounced a little bit. Got to a 72 handle this morning. More squawk on the street when we come back. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge, 
and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, let's get to a, a mad dash, of course, on this Tuesday. We've got about seven minutes before we get started with trading here at the New York Stock Exchange. You want to talk a little Lulu? Yeah, something's happening, David. We got a Lulu downgrade yesterday. We get another Lulu downgrade today from Raymond James. Very thoughtful piece. Strong buy to buy. They report Thursday. Now, David, this is one of those stocks that people just say, you know what? All the good news is in. That's a typical theme. All the good news is in. They've, developed, they've had good quarter after good quarter after good quarter. Is it worrisome that there have been two downgrades on the eve? Well, I mean, it's very hard to figure out how they can top what's already happened. That said, it's a great company. So I, I'm just saying that I am surprised to see two ahead of a great American company. Typically, the analysts, they just let it ride. Right. So is something going on? I don't know. I think the stocks had a great run. I think it's going to, but this piece says they could talk about inline implied guides for uh, for Q4. We don't have that. We need raise. We need beaten raise. Have they sated all the demand for their product? I mean, I know I got a few pairs of their pants. Like, I don't need any more. I mean, like, like, because you have enough, the country has enough? Is that what you're saying? Okay, I guess you're right. Saying anecdotally. Right, prosecution rests. I'm just saying that if they just guide in line, David, uh, an in-line guide, you get to buy it lower. Or you're happy you sold right here. Well, I just think that when you have two pieces in a row, people are going to say somebody knows something. Which that's isn't okay. necessarily the case. No, but that's what people say. Although you make an important point, which is sometimes companies will whisper to analysts who will lower their numbers going into a quarter end quietly. Say, listen, we're not going to be as boisterous as you'd right. like. Right. And then you've got estimates that are lower that you can then beat. Exactly. But you of just course, it's not really what, a beat. You know what you just described? What people are paid billions of dollars to do. Well, we've been seeing that game for 25 years. I mean, um, all right, we got an opening bell five minutes from now. By the way, don't forget, really, please, always remember that you can catch us anytime and anywhere by listening to and following the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're coming out of a strong 2023 in which we have raised guidance three times. So when we think about 2024, we see a continuation of those trends with robust competitive growth of 5 to 6%. And importantly, this is the beginning of a cycle of growth with uh, growth uh, which will be top tier in the second half of the decade of 5 to 7%. So this is all based on the strength of our portfolio and on our pipeline. That's J&J's chief, uh, Joaquin Duato on Squawk earlier today. Uh, sales guide for 24, Jim, some yeah, well, you can therapies, do, yeah. products. Look, I've got to tell you, to me, the greatest thing was they give you a roadmap to, 20, to really to the next decade. And they're doing it because they have 10 new drugs that can do $5 billion each. That's pretty incredible. 15 that can do $1 to $5 billion. That's just a very strong product portfolio. David, you know these trade on pipeline. And the pipeline here is solid. So, but I will tell you this, yeah. there wasn't, you know, there's still the overhang of talc. There is. I mean, yeah. you've said it many times, the, uh, the continued litigation. You, know, you look at, a, at a, a five year on the stock, it's so great. No. 
but it's a lid. It's a lid that's caused by litigation. It's a litigation lid. It really is. Right. And right now, I know that they, they said that they, I mean, one of the things that's so hard about J&J, they said, listen, we, they strongly hope to fix the problem part. But that's not up to them. It's up to the plaintiffs for whether they want to deal or not. Because the court system and where they are in the Third Circuit favors the plaintiffs, not the defendant, Johnson & Johnson. Watch J&J hanging on to some uh, gains in the pre-market. Let's get that opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange with the big board. It is Johnson & Johnson with the NASDAQ, Evolve ETF, a Canadian ETF provider. Um, some soothing comments from B of A today about December historically, Jim, oh, which boy, is the best month of the year. I just love that piece. And it basically just remind you that it's not uh, a myth, the Santa Claus rally. You have to flop chop here in order to get to there. Uh, and I, I think that that piece was extraordinarily good. And I'll tell you what was really great today. Katie Uberty. I, I knew you were going to go to Uberty. Charts that caught her eye. David, I don't know if you're aware of her eye and what it catches, but she is the director of research yes. at Morgan Stanley. And, and, and a long time the fan. Long time Apple, fan. right? That was her big name yeah. for a long time. But she's bigger than that, David. She's much bigger, I know. Yeah, so I mean, what, don't what caught your eyes? Is it the uh, GLP ones? Well, we know she knows phones. We know she knows Apple. David, global smartphones poised for recovery that is not yet priced in shares. I don't know a soul who thinks the smartphones are poised for recovery. Not one, except for Katie Uber. And I would say I'd take her over all the people who don't. Well, that has Apple shares up 1%, bucking yes. the trend of the mega cap tech. We did get some networking equipment news Ooh. in your absence yesterday, David. Ooh. We did. Thoughts on that? We can take a look. You know, it's uh, John Stanky, actually, the CEO of AT&T, was, report, uh, was reporting, was speaking at the UBS conference this morning, talking about their decision to spend $14 billion over the next five years with Ericsson. Uh, and that tape being uh, to roll out, um, it's a collaboration that will seek to scale open radio access networks. And again, it's the plan is sort of over a five-year period to spend as much as what could be $14 billion. Um, he said we had two very good suppliers. They both did good work for us. They both had really good equipment. We stepped back and said, how can we get the most modernized network that gets the most amount of traffic across open, potentially open interfaces? And it was this path that we chose with Ericsson. And so, uh, yeah, to your point, Carl, Ericsson shares. Again, this was out later yesterday, our beneficiary of this uh, increased spend from AT&T with them, decrease perhaps with Nokia, and AT&T responding positively overall to, uh, to his comments uh, at, uh, at the conference as well. Nokia, by the way, before this announcement, supplied a third of their equipment, Ericsson two-thirds of their network equipment. So Nokia was not their largest supplier, but they're getting bigger with Ericsson. Well, Nokia has been troubled for quite a long time. It's the most popular, one of the most popular names in my lightning round. They have money because of its dollar amount. But David, here's a quiz. When was Nokia's high? Uh, 2000. Not bad. June of 2000, $62. Yes. And it's had a bit of a decline. It's wiped out a lot of people. Okay, second question. Yes. What, how did they pick the name? 
that I don't know. Uh, the river? I don't know. Nokia's a river in Finland. Oh, interesting. Not Do you go too. with Nokia or Nokia? Well, it doesn't matter. Not that, too. <laughs> it's, it's all in there, it's man. It's Nokia. It's just accessing it. It's yeah, still yeah, in there. Really, Nokia is how you're supposed to be. Yes. It's like Ikea. <laughs> Ikea's done better. So the Swedish meatballs, just you know. Yeah, there's, there's since 2000. That does give you a sense. Remember, there was, of course, the time Nokia had um, eclipsed BlackBerry. Jeez. I mean, just to take us back, and the, or maybe, yeah, and then or Motorola, I should say. Right. Nokia had eclipsed Motorola. BlackBerry was yet of, to. You're thinking of Nortel. BlackBerry was yet to come. Nortel. Nortel was put out Lucent. of business by the Chinese. You remember what happened stole, to Lucent? Stole other IP. But you know what happened to Lucent? Remember, they lost the Brazilian contract. And there's a shortfall. Lucent. Lucent. Short to, yeah. that, it was like that stock never recovered from the Brazilian contract. I mean, these companies. I know, but that was the heyday. That was the heyday. That was the heyday. Oh, it was such a great um, time. Man, the giant the CEO of Lucent's name? McGinn. Rich McGinn. McGinn. Rich McGinn. I was wow. mentioning. That's amazing. It's all in there, it was too. An, in this, yeah. It was an historic build-out. You look back on it, right? quicker yes. than I do. Yeah. Well, Rich McGinn, I remember. Bell Labs. It was the most widely held. Lucent was the most widely held stock for a period of time. It was. Because so many people owned Everyone AT&T. They got Lucent in the spin way back when. Well, the and telcos, then it was the big equipment supplier. Now it's all... The telco spin was unbelievable. And by the way, I mean, that was when yes. Verizon and AT&T, they were kings. And WorldCom. WorldCom was spending enormous but, amounts, too. How you know it's he always tries to bring up his big docs. Then I no, say well, you I, had a great documentary no, about my big scoops. Yes, yeah, so that was, was an amazing my, scoop. Fraud was great, no, that was, was the my, greatest scoop in history. Do you do you see analogs between that build out and the current cloud AI build out we're we're doing right now? I I do think that there are a lot of people, according to uh, Snowflake's CEO Frank Slootman, who are just throwing money at AI without having any idea what it's do, what they're doing. They don't want to be left behind. I mean, he's very funny because he says, look. If you're not sure, why not rent the cloud with this stuff and we'll give it to you rather than own? And I think that it's the same kind of thing. Like, it is kind of like real estate. David, should you rent if if, uh, apartment prices are coming down? Yeah. Yes, you should. So if you just want to sit there and throw money at at, 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 at NVIDIA. Right. But But to Carl's point, the amount of CapEx being spent right now by the likes of Meta, Amazon, Alphabet, Tesla, uh, Microsoft, and uh, Apple as well, but really the, on AI is at work is just enormous. Well, I mean, well, I, I got. It's I don't checkers know what and you, chess. It's we're it's talking chess. hundreds of billions a year. Well, because you, you, you can't do the kind of inf- I, I use it every day. Okay, and a lot I of it ends chat. up at that first company, of course, as we no, know. But if you read the, the piece today, uh, Google thinks that chat is you know plaything. I think chat's great. ChatGPT, I think it's fantastic. I mean, you can ask it stuff, and it's just smarter than. Well, you. now we got uh, Meta and, uh, and IBM creating this coalition of AI companies who want an open source model, unlike Chat and unlike Google. Right, and that that can happen. I don't know. I mean, I, look, IBM stock, by the way, has just been a horse. So I, I'm reluctant to say that that they won't have. They don't have something good. Meta. I, Mark Zuckerberg's done really well with with AI. I mean, Reels is AI. Uh, but they've worked to temper expectations, especially this week. Well, you know, I, I just think that we're at some weird moment where uh, because Mark Zuckerberg sold some stock, people are worried. I mean, because NVIDIA, because some of the insiders sold stock NVIDIA. I mean, are they out of their minds not to sell? I mean, who, who runs around with a stock like that where you're getting stock all the time? I mean, like, 
Of course you'd sell. I mean, just for estate planning purposes. I mean, if I were Mark Zuckerberg, I would just I would go buy a wine and munis, I guess. There's only a wine and No, no, you don't want it because of the fire risk, but no. They're, they're working on the recovery. I mean, if I were now, handling uh, his finances, I would say, okay, look, you got like a gazillion dollars in Meta. Maybe you buy um, some of the, uh, the the 30-year? Yeah. Or, yeah, you diversify a little bit. Yeah. That would be your uh, your what you would advise, yeah. I right. think. Sure. I mean, I'm not going to tell him to go buy J&J. I mean, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I used to do that when I said Goldman. It'd be like, my boss would say, Jim, did you really recommend to someone who's a billionaire to go buy some J&J? <laughs> he said, you only need to get rich once. And you're like, you know, think about what happens if J&J goes down. I said, yeah, you're right. What about your friend Jensen? Would you advise him then to also diversify and potentially sell? I, I don't think there's any, no. I'm saying I don't think there's anything wrong with Jensen doing some selling. Right. And not because of what Gina Raimondo is saying. Just and, is, is, Bezos, of course, has been doing a little bit of selling. Very little. Well, I, look, I like these lately. guys. There's a lot of guys who sell $7 million and they buy a place in Florida. It's always seven. What is that about? No, it, well, seven. I mean, not for Bezos doesn't set. I mean, it's oh, no, hundreds of millions. You're right, hundreds no, of millions. I don't want to insult Bezos. I'm just no, saying. Seven million is not going to get you anything. It won't even get you in to Palm Beach. You can't even, you won't even get you the, the parking garage in the back. How about a yacht? What's a yacht go for these days? 150 foot. Depends how long half, it is. Half a bill, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Bezos can't even find a place to park can't his move it under bridges. His yeah. giant sailboat. Well, what can I say? I mean, look, I'm just saying that rich people, they're not like you and me. <laughs> Thank you, Fitzgerald. Thanks for that conclusion. Fitzgerald was so... You no, know, Fitzgerald, some of his stuff was hacked, though. Not everything Fitzgerald wrote is great. No. no you read Middlemarch? Have you ever read Middlemarch? I, ha- I have not read Middlemarch. Jeff, Jeff Goldberg in The Atlantic refers to Middlemarch at the very beginning. I'm like, wow. Now that guy comes to play. Uh, that, that, that's one of the toughest reads in college. That is no, Tristan Shandy was the toughest read ever. The first 400 pages, really? nothing happens. Have you read The Atlantic recently? Are you I referring love, to the I read, latest? I read The Atlantic the latest, every day. The latest, uh, yeah, I read issue. The Atlantic every day. I know Jeff. I think Jeff is unbelievably good. All right, I'm Jim. Just, you know, things to read. Bunch of, bunch of bank CEOs presenting today. Uh, Solomon at their own conference, Charlie Scharf, uh, Brian Moynihan, Key. I, I think Charlie Scharf is doing an unbelievable job. I saw Tim Sloan suing the bank. I understand that because, well, I mean, he didn't get the bonus, but Tim I think Sloan he's not going to Tim Sloan was the former win. CEO who got obviously yeah. wrapped up in a lot of the scandals that were right. not of his own making. Well, that's why I think that it, I know Tim... It seemed wrong to me, but at the same time, the, the Wells Fargo, Charlie Scharf, he inherited a bank that he had no, I don't think he had any idea how many things were wrong. And he has been playing defense until this year. And now he's playing some offense. I really like what he's got going. Uh, he did say at the Goldman conference that Carl just referenced, they still feel very good about their commercial real estate portfolio, barring office loans. All right. Remember, commercial is data centers, it's, you know, a lot of other things, uh, uh, warehouses, but office loans are not great. Well, uh, also said we do expect to see losses in office loans in the fourth quarter. But that's not new. Right. Continuous slow credit deterioration, but no inflection point. And, uh, and it goes on to say we're cautious and we're careful and tightening credit on consumer products or consumer lines. Well, there you go. I mean, I think that the if, if people want to read into the cautious comments of the banks, uh, that's what they say now. I mean, there isn't anyone that isn't cautious. Uh, uh, yeah, Moynihan's got a headline uh, basically arguing to um, watch, for, uh, watch for a fight against an overshoot uh, on inflation. 
Um, by the way, mentioning uh, property, SL Green and Simon, uh, both at 52-week highs are just close. horses. They're just horses. Now, SL Green did a lot of stuff. I mean, I met with, remember when they, in Midtown they were saying, does anyone even know what we do? We have this Midtown next to Grand Central. It's on fire. Yeah. It's great. Beautiful, I mean, beautiful and, building. And, and I was building. listening to, to them, and I was saying, One wow, what a good story. So we went out and liked that. I mean, you know, David, Simon Properties is a fabulous company. Fabulous. We've been recommending that for ages. Yes, that you have. It's such a good company. It's high-end malls. That they're all A malls. Remember, it's B and C mall that we have to worry about. Yes, and we've been talking about that for many years. Well, it's good that they have continued to decline. Although many of them, you know, there's been stories about municipalities that want to get rid of the malls, but you still they're sort of hanging on at 40% occupancy, falling apart, but right. you can't quite get rid of them. No. No, um, because they would like to repurpose the the land for something else. Well, maybe so. Proctor, my chapel trust owns it. They announced the restructuring. Everyone's decided it's the end of the world. I have to do some more work on it, but it doesn't seem like the end of the world. But um, that's the biggest Dow stock. People are listening killed. to uh, Katie Huberty today with Apple adding almost two percent. It's Katie Huberty. Yeah, they're listening. I mean, to David, her. global smartphones poised for recovery that is not yet priced in the shares. I mentioned. Does that? she give an explanation as to why she believes that to be the case? Future of edge AI, David. Edge AI. Edge AI is edge going AI. to spur a new upgrade cycle. Best smartphones for smartphone related. Yes. Okay. You know, super smartphones. Uh, the, the, the other great chart in her in her work today is that Europe may get to target was, by summer. I thought that was incredible. This is very bullish. I mean, geez, I, 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 U.S. banks, it's time to buy them. Uh, China economics, they're not that great. I, I mentioned it to Tim Cook when I spoke to him last. What you got to do with AI is you got to have affinity group uh, text. So let's say I'm playing fantasy football. Like, none of the... If, if the football players have difficult names to spell, it should be able to detect what I'm doing. He liked it. <laughs> he liked the idea. I was like, I, I called my wife. I said, hey, Tim Cook liked my idea. He liked my idea. You know? Yeah, that's great. Well, it's, it's just Tim Cook. No, I know. He's a very important it's, man. You couldn't sell Disney on the New Mexico park, no, but, but you got this. But the affinity. I mean, let's say you like ballet. I mean, you put, put it back in. Like, it senses that you like ballet. I mean, how about Mozart? I, I, I love Mozart. I, I, how about, like, how about Thackeray? You know, it's like, boy, I like that. I like the classics. He liked it. Liked it. Took me weeks to come up with it. I bet. I'm glad you're spending a lot of time on that because it's not like you have a shortage of time. Well, I, yeah. I just think the fantasy, 50 million people play fantasy. Why do I have to, you know, look, look I, I mean, I, this morning is Travis Adian. Travis Adian. I mean, what is that, A-D-I-A-N? I mean, you got to, like, know this stuff. It, it would be able to tell you. Speaking of playing, Jim, a uh, lot of chatter about the trailer for GTA 6. Wow, did you look at it? Yes, we've been Holy watching cow, Take Ray Two Trace. All Morning. That's Ray Trace by who? NVIDIA. Thank you. And it's just so realistic and fabulous. But I think there were some people who were kind of hoping that it would come out even earlier. But it's always been for 25. It's always been for 25. There are people who are trying to jump the gun. But this thing is electric. And, David, a lot of the buildings are for sale. Okay? There's a $7 billion, that's a seven million dollar that's boat a, right there. $7 million condo. The, the bankers no, don't want the keys even in the virtual world. No, no. no. I mean, look, I think that... Uh, Miami's doing pretty the, well. So. The take two, it is. But Take-Two is a very interesting stock here. and uh, I just think Strauss-Selenick has done a great job, and you should buy it, not sell it. 
from Grand Theft Auto to Real Autos. Uh, Mary Barr with these comments yesterday about their 2035 all-electric target. Um, and how that might change if the consumer doesn't follow. I think that that's really the important thing. Uh, you got to have fast charging. I like that you mentioned that. But I do think that I'm not saying people have turned on it because then, you know, I, I think that they've turned on. Uh, they need a sense of newness. I keep waiting for the new Tesla, not the not not the Cybertruck, which I think is a Lamborghini. Right. You mean a new model? Yes. Yeah. I think it's going to matter. Remember, it's the best-selling car in the country, and people don't talk about that enough. The Model Y is the best-selling best selling car in the country. I mean, that's incredible. Period. Yeah. Period. Number one. Yeah. That is true. Proctor's down three now. This is starting so to get to Proctor's me. Proctor's down three. Let's get to but me. But Bitcoin keeps surging. I mean, I don't really talk about it very much. No. Wow. 42,000. It's, it's, it's been a horse. It's been a it's horse. Been a horse. <laughs> Oil's down, I think. Yeah. Well, the Ten years below 4.2. These are all positives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, see, Proctor sees $2 billion charge in impairment restructuring. Nope. I don't know. I mean, look, Proctor had $800 million hit in currency. So the, the idea was commodity was going down, but the currency was go, going the wrong way. Now the currency is going the right way. So that's why I felt that we should buy more Proctor for the Chapel Trust. Uh, I'm not factoring in this uh, unexpected $2 billion charge uh, for Gillette acquisition. Impairment. It's, it's not great. All right, I'll just say it. It's not great, but I wouldn't sell it on it. Uh, and it's certainly not helping the Dow. Uh, we no. are getting a, a batch of data here in the next uh, 15 minutes. We just got to some services PMI. Let's get to Rick Santelli. Hey, Rick. Yes, Carl, S&P Global Services. These are November final reads replacing mid-month reads, and they remain the same. On the services side, 508 remains the best since July and is the 11th consecutive month above 50 in in expansion territory. And if you look at the composite PMI at 50.7, it's the second month in a row at 50.7, and those months are the best also since July. And also on the composite side, 11 consecutive in expansion mode above 50. We still have our October jolts coming up at top of the hour, along with ISM services PMIs, as we continue to monitor the service sector, even though it seems to be slowing, not at its best levels, it still remains in expansion territory. Squawk on the Street will return after a short break. Starting tomorrow night, CNBC launches its new cross-platform franchise. It's called Cities of Success, a new series that explores American cities that have transformed themselves into business power centers, changing pretty much the entire U.S. economy. Cities of Success will feature a different city every quarter. And our first stop tomorrow night is, in fact, Music City, Nashville. Don't miss the premiere tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern time, right here on CNBC. Back in a minute. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Yeah, I mean, people have been wondering, well, how, how come Apple's moving? Is it just Katie Uber? No, there was a statement uh, from Han Hai, which we know is Foxconn, saying uh, that uh, saying that it generated the second highest November sales total in 2023, according to 18% year over year. Now, that would mean, because they're Apple assembler, that Apple has got a lot of orders. Now, that's contrary to almost everything that you read. But I tend to believe that uh, just because there's availability doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It may mean that they're very smart about inventory. So it's a double-edged sword. I, I, I'm going to go with Foxconn and Big Business Apple. It's a four-month high here on Apple. Yep. yep. I mean, look, I was going to go with uh, Smucker, which was on, Mark was on this morning. Yep. And people are saying that's the bottom in uh, GLP. There's a lot of very interesting bottom callings. 
But uh, I, I like that. I like this Apple. You know that I'm going to own it. Don't trade it. And David, it's not just because my affinity plan. Not right. I understand. But I still think no, it's good. the Han High news probably is what was pushing. Yeah, this I mean, like substantive as opposed to my as opposed to what my anecdotal. Yes, right? correct. It's empirical. I'm correct. anecdotal. That's yes. Empirical. Anecdotal bad, empirical good. Better. Yeah. Better. While, while we're on the Mag 7, you mentioned Bernstein, top pick idea, Amazon uh, for 24. I thought that was a fantastic piece, and, and I think that Amazon's doing incredibly well. Now, Signet, I've got Signet on tonight. Uh, this is where David does, you know, most. <laughs> no? Uh, I, look, I think they're doing great stuff. You know, this is Jared, this is Kiss Begins with K, but those are some very high stuff, high end stuff that I bought, and it's up. Almost three dollars. Gin is doing. Gin and Drost is doing a fantastic job on high end, on low end, and I salute her. This thing is a turnaround par excellence. We just need some engagements. Job. We need the guys to put a ring on it. Yes, put That's a ring. What she on would it. say, "Put a ring on it, David." Mm. Almost nineteen years with Lisa. Wow. Although not all of them married. You're no, I didn't get. I didn't get the K. <laughs> I didn't get the K on time. Look, ten years. It's okay. That's why we need another wedding celebration. Don't worry. We're going to make you the best, best seventh best day ever. Look out. <laughs> Number seven. You may get the invite. Um, I, well, I hope I get it if there is one. You'll get it. Okay, oh, my God. My wife loves you. She loves you two guys. She's, oh, do you hear she, he, why don't by the way, he didn't like say, that? I love you. He's like, <laughs> no, my wife She does. Yeah, that's, that's enough. Yeah. The, well, I love you, too. Oh, <laughs> thanks, too. We'll see you at 6, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. When we come back, an exclusive with B of A's Brian Moynihan presenting at Goldman's Financial Services Conference. Coming up after the break, ISM and Jolts. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve with the help of T-Mobile for Business. Our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.